You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 22 of the 2022 MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by Phantom Assists, a new stat coming in 2023 to MLS Fantasy. Oh, no, wait, 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 sorry, sorry. Uh, actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. You guys are awesome, and I am just so happy that you are members of, of our Patreon family and community every, every day. You help keep this project going. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, the one soon to be joining us, not here immediately, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. Uh, we'd also like to welcome our very special guest, Christian Ward. How are you all doing tonight? I'm good. You can talk. I mean, Ashley's... Oh, yeah, I'm great. Yeah. There you go. So, so what's happened is... As I was doing the intros, Ashley was joining our Zoom. Oh shit! Sorry. And, classic and, Ashley, just messing it up. A very classic Ashley, and it came in right as we do our usual hellos, and of course Blaine has to go first. But Christian, always the polite person that he is, saw that Ashley was here and was trying to give her time to talk, but that just <laughs> resulted in dead air, and we can't have that, folks. Oh. oh that. Never, never. No, you came just in time, Ashley. We're so happy to have you here uh and i was telling people in our uh, little behind the scenes youtube pre-podcast chat that, that you were enjoying a lake day and yeah. i completely misread your message you were like enjoying the late day i'll definitely be there and ready just might miss the recap i totally left off that last sentence i was like lake day definitely be there awesome and then i saw this very very pretty picture of a lake and i was like that sounds fun and i honestly thought you were going to be joining us for some like solar powered backup battery lakeside. Uh, I wish. No nope. regular Cascadia. That lake is in my neighborhood, so. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, everyone who's joining us tonight. I already saw a few. Uh, well, I thought there were scores. Look at some people were talking about maybe maybe their team value. Don't care as much about that though. Apparently, Christian has ten million more than I do because I am a scrub, I guess. But uh, let's talk about your scores. If you're in chat with us, please do share how you did this past round, and we will start uh, everyone who is with us tonight how we did. Blame, what about you? Hold on. Yeah, I got an 82 for the round. Um, not great. A couple of happy accidents in there, one happy accident. I know I chalked it up in Discord, and I completely forgot I didn't have this. I panicked in. or not really panicked in, but I put Santi in on the midweek when I heard Tati was for sure going to go. And then I forgot to switch him out for Maxi, which I was talking about in discord chat. And then Maxi has, gets a 10 to Santi's five, but that allowed me to put Driussi in and, st and scrub out or not take the five. So I ended up six points ahead on that one. Completely whiffed on my goalkeepers. <clears throat> Went with Tarbell when I saw Stuver was out and I should have gone with the LA game there. Uh, Went, I don't remember if I talked him down or talked him up last week, but I ended up going with Gazdag on the bench, and he got me a 10. I know at one point I had said he just hit. You talked so, him up. I talked him down. Yeah. Well, I, I remember saying at one point he just hit last week, and I don't bet on the same horse twice. 
So I may have been trying to talk down on him, or that may have been a week in between. I can't remember. Yeah, but anyway, he talks about how he had a lot of PKs, and that that might be misleading. Yeah, wasn't. We had ten on the bench there. Defense was okay, but my forwards really struggled. I had Cucho and Savarino, and both of those guys got threes, which really hurt. I expected more from both of those. 82, I went up in the overall rankings from by about 15 spots. Weak rank was 887, not great. Uh, okay start for Champions League. Um, I'm within striking distance. I'm not out of it, but I've got a little bit of work to do going through these next few weeks. Ashley, what about you? Yep, I'm definitely prepared for that. Um, I had not a great week. Um, I feel like I just went really chalky, um, and it just kind of bit me in the end. Um, I, for some reason, it's I, I'll just try to remember. It's like only loading my week 18 team, which I'll just blame Skylar for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, gosh, I think I got 175. Um, this is the first week like back-to-back week all season that I have lost my head-to-heads and and dropped five or six overall spots. I think I'm at uh, 79 overall now, and two weeks ago I was at like 51. So um, not not a great back-to-back look for me. Um, I captained Zella, which you know I kept talking about captaining Tati if he played, and it would have only gotten me two extra points, but I'm mad at myself that I didn't do it while I had the chance. I pivoted away from Driussi to bring in seven bench points, which I thought was safe and smart and ended up not being. Um, so just generally not, not like a terrible week point comparison wise. Um, but like I said, I think I got a 75 or a 76, which just wasn't great. Um, so I've, I've already made Champions League, which makes me feel better. My overall ranking's not bad. My team value is insane. Um, but I think I'm at a little over 160 right now. Um so I'm trying not to get my into my own head and feel like I'm hitting some sort of a slump because then I start to do crazy tinkerings and stuff. But um, yeah, not, not a great week for me. We were also, you guys always use this as an excuse. So I will too. We were busy. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get a lot of time to, to look at things like I normally would. And so uh, when I saw some good scores on my bench, I just kind of let it sit. I will say I contradicted myself super hard and I put Insigne on my bench because I know him. And I just was like, listen, if he's going to start, he'll probably come out at half. But I just want to see what happens. It's a bench spot. I, I get a little less caring about my bench spots once I've made Champions League. And I only ever run one Switzerland. I never really double up. Um, and the dude posted a seven in 45 minutes, which I was pretty happy with. I mean, that was the same that Tati posted in 60. Um so I'm interested to see, I know we'll talk about that a little bit going forward, but I'm, I'm interested to see both those guys going forward. Um, pretty, not just an impressive outing, but fantasy-wise, really impressed from, from those new players and, and 45 minutes of play. Uh, yeah, I got 62 points. It sucked. Uh, moving on. Blaine, what about you? Christian, what about you? Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, let's go back to Blaine. Let's go to the top. It's, it was it was so bad. That's that's how bad it was. As I lost my place in the in the rundown. Christian, <laughs> it's okay. It's unremarkable anyway. It is. Um, no, I mean mine. You could skip it. Uh, I got eighty points after corrections. I had an eighty-five, but those phantom assists. Anyway, um, 
I keep for like the last six weeks, I've been hovering around the same overall rank and I don't get it. Like I know 80 isn't great, but gosh, you know, like I'm between a hundred, 105 and 95 overall. And it's really kind of doing a number on my brain. Um, uh, my whole midfield failed. It just failed. Like it, except for Drew UC, and I did not plan on taking Drew UC. Drew UC was a punt. I was like, screw this. I'm just going to put Drew UC in because I know if I don't, he's going to haul. Well, I'm glad I went against my gut and put him in because he hauled. Anyway, um, defense was great. I took Martins. I took Mensa. I took Wagner. Um, uh, I had Taddy on the bench. I had uh, – I started with Clark. I – Pivoted to Clark, and I think a lot of people did when they saw um, Ray Noso wasn't starting. <laughs> that was a mistake. And um, so I did the same thing Blaine did. Uh, I started with Santi Rodriguez uh, in my team, on my field, actually, because uh, I don't believe in benching in mid ever. Um, so I started with Santi, but I purposely left him in there, which okay. was a mistake, too. Um, yes, had heel, had Mihailovich. I believed in Jordy. I'm still believing in Jordy because I have to. Um, but anyway, that's pretty much like five, four, three, six, four out of the five of my midfielders got those scores. Saverino got a three. I mean, come on. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm just a little triggered right now. Okay. Let's <laughs> Reed, uh, I think we're I think we're gonna have to make Ashley drop her sounder stuff. Why? What I do? She's the resident expert, and she talked me out of Ladero. She talked a lot of people out of Ladero. I didn't have him. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> here is talking about having him. He was one of those guys in my first draft that I talked about last week. I ended up going away from him, yeah, and I'm in sorry. the process, I brought Heel in, which I didn't have. I think Heel came in for Gazdag initially, and then I went back to Gazdag when Mukhtar was out. There was a lot of just tinkering in the midfield as the week went on. But yeah. I talked up Ladera last week, and I got told, oh, go with him if you want to, but I'm not doing it by the Sounders people. Mm-mm. And then he goes off for one of the better midfield scores. And in a week when we're talking about sixes, fours in your midfield, you kind of want that 14, 13, whatever he ended up with. Don't yeah, listen no. to the Sounders people. They're pessimists. <laughs> they are. Well, the Sounders are also one of the more inconsistent fantasy teams this year. No, so I know. I think that that's kind of what what drives. I mean, that. I mean, if you're if you're going to say that against Ashley, I'm going to blame you because I originally had Osorio in my team, and you and you were like, I wouldn't trust Osorio, and yeah. so I swapped him out for it for Mukhtar. So we each talk each other out of good things at at times. So Ashley, I don't blame you. Don't tinker too much. Don't that's, tinker. That is. That don't is tinker rule. ever. That is the Let's talk about some other takeaways. Uh, yeah. before we get into to this round. So, Ashley, some of your takeaways from, from this round. Yeah, I don't have chat open, so I'm waiting for Patrick to just read me a new one or explain this. But what's going on with Atlanta? It's it's. I, know, I read some things, I pay attention. It's not like I'm not paying attention, but I don't understand some of the lineup choices. I don't understand kind of the differences between first half, second half games, what Pineda's doing. Obviously, I love and trust Pineda, but I just don't know what is going on there right now, and it's – making it difficult from a fantasy perspective for players that I want to take injuries. I know I'm not discounting that, but I feel like we're getting a little past it all just being injury related. 
Um, this was a game that I I thought you could see some good point production from them, and we just saw basically nothing. Um, Jesus Ferreira does not care about your fantasy team. He doesn't care when he's on the double game week and you want him to hit. He doesn't care when you've loaded up on RSL defense and he scores the only goal on the road. Um, I think that Jesus Ferreira is kind of turning into the San Jose earthquakes of a player, which is you can't pick him and you can't bet against him. So not, I'm not too sure what, what he's going. He's also what he's the Peter Vermees of your fantasy team. Peter Vermees doesn't care about your fantasy team. Um, And then that Philly defense, you know, we kind of go back and forth where we talk about like always load up Kai Wagner's assist percentage right now is just insane for me. I can't remember the last time I watched a wingback leading MLS at this point of the season in assists. It's just so impressive what he's putting up the whole defense as well. And then I'd be remiss if I didn't just say goodbye to my favorite short shorted player of MLS. That is Tati. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he went out the way that he did and um, I'll miss that inconsistent yet beautiful fantasy point production from from that guy so uh chad is adding for us that atlanta's attack is is lacking creativity uh too many individualistic players and that it's chaotic and in free fall so there's i think that's a pretty good uh choice uh for me what i'm going to add is don't sleep on toronto they added a lot of good quality players right there that's why i was originally thinking about asorio at at the beginning was what could he do with all this talent that's in there, uh, and I think that was a very good good look. I think Bradley was maybe overperforming, so be, yeah, careful, careful. be careful about that one. But yeah. uh, if you're looking at like points based on last week, careful about that one. Uh, yeah. But but some of the other players, I think there's some good options. We'll talk more about Toronto later, but don't sleep on them. I think they're a good look right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Christian and I had some conversation before the show started, and there were several times when I was like, Here's my notes. And he was like, I have a thought about that. And I was like, that's a conversation for during the show. One of those things is, for me, Sporting Kansas City has become a team to bet against. But Christian, you disagree with that. Maybe Blaine does as well, but I wasn't sure if Blaine was going to make well, it tonight. Well, so I'm, I'm just reading Blaine's note that says a bad SKC. So I don't know if he's going to agree. So uh, let me start and then I'll let Christian get his in. I'm... <clears throat> Sporting's defense right now, that's who I was betting against yeah. weeks ago. And I took Saverino against him. I loaded up with RSL, and they got a halfway decent result fantasy-wise, or they played spoiler. Um, they're kind of like San Jose. They're not a team you can bet against, but you don't want to bet on them for anything. Especially at home. Yeah. I keep thinking, like, okay, I know Ashley poked fun at me last week. It's like, oh, is this a week you would take Vela? And – my, one of my takeaways was Vela got a one on this one. Well, in 78 minutes, he didn't even get the the two-minute thing. Like, he had a bad game. Sporting can take away a number one guy really well. They still give up goals. They're a team that they're giving up goals, but it's not always your main playmaker. That's been their MO for years. I don't think Giovinco ever had a massive score against Sporting. He just it. We were we shut him down. Toronto beat us through other means, but we shut down the number one guy. And they're a team that I want to bet against, and I have, and it's burned me several times in the last month. So they're really up and down. They'll put a good defensive performance in. They'll put a bad defensive performance in. It's really knowing your matchups and who's going to run through them. Those center backs are slow and a step behind. I mean, Issy showed a, la- a total lack of game awareness. 
Um, Christian Bale is driving towards his right. What is he going to do? He's going to stop, cut back left, and shoot with his left foot because he doesn't have a right foot. What's Gareth Bale going to do, though? Yeah, no, that's what he does. He's going to cut back to his left and shoot left-footed. Issy just lets him do it. He starts cheating right, starts watching that. Bale doesn't have a right foot. Everybody who's watched him play knows he doesn't have a right foot. Our defender lets him put it on his left foot and get a snapshot Mm -hmm. on him. It's it's bad decision-making. If you've got speedy guys over the top, you bet against them. Arango was a great shout. I think I might have talked about him last week if he started and I forgot to sub him in. It's whatever. You want speed over the top in Kansas City. You want speed between the lines. You don't want to be taking primary playmakers. You want to grab those guys that are going to be able to sneak in behind them because those are the guys that are getting the bulk of the points. Did you call him Christian Bale? He did. Whatever. God, I, I thought he was talking to me for a second. Whatever. Gareth. Whatever. Now, now, Christian... Christian Bale's the actor. Gareth Bale is the golfer. Get it right. <laughs> you had a slightly different take. I was also thinking about against Sporting Kansas City defense when I was when I was talking about this, but you had a different take about a value of Sporting Kansas City. Oh, you're talking to me? I am talking oh. to you. Oh. Uh, okay, so, yeah, here's the thing. The thing that uh, Sporting is, has been missing is that number eight, that solid number eight, the, the Gutierrez that you had, uh, that you didn't replace for the last two, three seasons. And man, it showed. Um, you now have a player in Eric Tommy. The reason why Vela got a, a one-pointer, my theory is because Eric Tommy was all over that field. He was all over that field. He did not earn a single bonus point so don't take Eric Tommy, all right? <laughs> but Sporting is a better team because Eric Tommy is there, okay? Oh, yeah. I watched Eric Tommy in Bundesliga, well, when he got a game or two. Uh, he used to play for Stuttgart. Um, they didn't really like him. That's why he's here. But I always rated him. Uh, he's, he's a pretty dang high-energy uh, attacker or attacker. High energy. Well, he can attack. He does shoot. Um, so, I mean, he could play on the. He could play on the wing. He could play uh, uh, ten. He could play eight. I think Sporting's probably gonna gonna make him a hybrid eight ten, uh, which is I think what they played him at last night. So, so uh, yeah. I mean, I watched that game very closely because I have him in draft, and I and I was very curious to see what he got what he could do and man that guy impressed the crap out of me i gotta tell you he really did so yeah i still think they are are struggling uh in in a lot of areas and uh, especially this week if you're looking for a potential home team to bet against i I mean i think they have a positive matchup so for me they're a team i'm progressively betting against reed i don't see him i don't see him on anybody's team this week i don't see him as a talking point for the forward section so I will say it here. Maxi Arudi is the guy that you want to look at this week if you're going to bet against Sporting. He's got that speed to go over the top. He likes to play through the lines. His style of play exposes the center backs in Kansas City, and that's the weak point in this defense. It's not the midfielders that are banging through the middle and coming up on us, get grabbing a ton of bonus points. 
it's that speedster that's getting in between the center backs, making them get out of position, able to beat them on the dribble, whatever it is. Arudi is a guy nobody ever wants to take in fantasy, especially on the road, because he hits about one in five games and nobody ever gets it right. But he's the type of player, he's the perfect example when we're talking about this team of who you want to target now because he's the guy that's probably going to benefit the most from the bad matchups on the sporting side. And then my final takeaway is have to be, do a big shout out to Tyler Ranchinator who had a great differential pick this week with Kyoto uh, as, as a Montreal forward. So good, good score there. Be sure to check out his articles at MLSFancyBoss.com. Uh, Blaine, what else do you have for your takeaways that you had? Yeah, I, I wish I would have uh, screenshotted this. Somebody on Twitter had it and it still holds true. Chicago is unbeaten in MLS this season when Shakiri starts. Uh, that's a crazy stat to throw out there because he's missed some games. But I think they were like 4-1-0 and with his starts or something. Like, I can't remember. It was, I don't know if he's missed that many games. It was something crazy. But he's unbeaten when, they, when he starts. And so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, we've rated Chicago at times this year. The defense has been pretty good. Um, it's just, it's one of those weird anomalies in the stats that you want to look at. But when he's starting, Chicago's value, I think, is going up for me. Um, on the other end, I talked about it a little bit before, but it was all over Discord. Uh, Santi Rodriguez, his stock is way down when he is not the 10. Uh, watch that New York City lineup. Uh, Santi got a five this week. That's not a bad score playing right wing. Uh, some guys threw out some numbers. He had a couple assists from that wing spot. It's just he, his variance is a whole lot higher on the wing. He'll give you a three or a four, and then he'll give you a seven or an eight or a nine off that wing when he can notch an assist and really get the attack going. It, it's really matchup dependent. But he was pushing eights, nines, tens consistently with the occasional 12 or 15 as the 10. Now, Maxi benefited from the goal, but Maxi still put up a five without the goal. So Maxi is the 10. You really want to just take whoever's the 10 for New York City. If that's Maxi, go with him. If it's Santi, go with him. But watch that one because I know chat was all over it or Discord was all over um, Santi this week. And that was the wrong pick. And it goes back to it. Just take your ten, number 10 playmaker over a guy on the wing in that situation almost all the time, no matter what team it is, but especially on this team. All right. And Christian. Um, I would say that Santi Rodriguez is, is a decent pick no matter what, uh, because uh, he should have had a second assist. It, that would have put him at, pretty much close to, to Maxi. Um, also, uh, they have been known, well, actually Diala did this. I don't know if um, the new guy is going to do this or not, but he'll play uh, Rodriguez at the 10 and put Maxi at the eight. And Maxi at the eight, if you ever see that, Maxi playing at the eight, you, you're going to want to take Maxi because the guy is like Jao ja Paulo <laughs> at that position. He will earn like billions of bonus points. Um, I would not be surprised with a maxi score of 15 points, which is what he got when he played there earlier on in the season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you just have to, you're right, Blaine, it is matchup dependent. Anyway, 
this kind of leads into my point is the chaos factor. You know, I feel like with five substitutes and all these windows and all of the, um, you know, the new concussion protocols, which really absolutely need to be there um, with uh, the chaos factor really bloomed into existence when COVID hit in 2020 and it never really went away. Okay. Like this is where I am struggling with this, this game. I used to be a top 20 player every season. I'm sitting at 102 because the chaos is just, I can't figure it out. I don't get it. Um, Like is somebody going to get, I used to be able to answer, is somebody going to get over 60, uh, 60 minutes and the guy doesn't even travel. You know what I mean? Like there's weird stuff happening this season. So like, all I'm going to say is like, it's a different game than we're used to playing. And it's also, I'm going to say, don't get too frustrated. I know I get frustrated, but I keep trying to tell myself, look, there's no way you can predict a penalty. There's no way you can predict, uh, you know, somebody getting injured and having to come off. There's no way you can predict a red card. No way. Um, and if people tell you that they can, they're lying to you. So I'm just saying, look, weird stuff is happening this season, so hang in there. That's kind of my message and my takeaway. I really did some soul searching this last day. <laughs> it's classic uh, hashtag because MLS. Yeah. Classic. It's, I, I really almost rage quit on Sunday. No, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I know. It's it's childish. It's ridiculous. I get it. But exactly. That's what the community is here for. If you are in that situation, come to the Discord. Come to the community. Just enjoy everyone's company and just let that – just forget about the, the fantasy time. So it's all and good. Christian, I choose to believe you're no longer top 20-ish every season because the player base is getting bigger and better every year. I just think keeping those – those top one perennial top 100 guys are struggling to keep up there because everybody's learning more about the game and it's just it's growing at that provide, top end with the active players. We provide tips, people share, and that's that's what this is. This is we're a group of people who are sharing our experiences and some tips to help you on the path to building your team. I mean, we're making recommendations and picks the, the Monday after games. There's a week to go, so lots of stuff happens. This is just a building point. Uh, but let's move on now to our housekeeping section for the upcoming round. All right, let's talk about housekeeping now for round 20, starting out with a quick recap of our leagues, uh, classic leagues, Discord and Patreon, uh, Cast on 35 leading the Discord league, and uh, FC Lambo leading Patreon, been like that for a little bit there. Over to our head-to-heads, uh, Garth Butchers leading the Discord head-to-head, and Ryan Anderson lineup IQ leading the Patreon, that's been also pretty consistent. Uh, MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational, still shifting around in there, but Donuts is on top, a name that's come back and forth multiple times this year. Uh, the big battle, though, is going on in the Pro-Rel League, in the Fantasy Boss Pro-Rel League. Uh, we have Todd Modisette, who is back on top with a record of 14-1-4, but that is only by points because his fellow 14-1-4 member is the very own Patrick, and that's tough. It's tough. So we had just points separating those guys right there. It's... Uh, been a crazy battle the Champions League. What about the Veterans League? 
Yeah, you guys, you know I love this every week when we have a new leader. I feel like we've gone back and forth between the same three or four teams over and over again the last couple weeks. This week, Blake's Flames, new, on top. Very excited about it. Um, yeah, this has been really fun. I think one of the best things about these leagues is none, neither, none of the three of us have ever been leading any of these leagues, and I love that so much because it's been really fun for me to see some names that maybe I don't see pop up in Discord as much or in the different head-to-head leagues. Um, so I've, I have loved this. And while it's my league's turn to, to talk, we had a question in chat, and I want to ask you, Reed, because I don't know the answer. What are the, cutoff, what are the cutoff positions for promotion and relegation in these leagues for next season? Oh, I have them <laughs> not handy, though. I thought it was five up and five down. No, no, no. No, that's too small for 30. No, it's it was different. You, Blaine, you talk about yours, and I'll see if I can find it real quick, and if not, I will find it. And Yeah, Ashley's talking time. about changes. We've got changes over here, too. McBean All-Stars. New name. Uh, took the, yeah, took the top spot away from Nex, who's in chat again. Um, but that's only by a single fantasy point. It is 1917 to 1916. They're both at 17-0-2, and then FC Red Bull Green Mountain is hanging there in third with the 16-0-3 record and beats both of them by points. So this is a wild season down here. I have no idea who's going to win this one. I've fallen to 15th after another loss this week. I lost to McBean All-Stars last week, and so now I feel better now that he's on top. There we go. But, yeah, no, I – I agree with Ashley. Uh, pro rel leagues have been exciting. They are fun to watch. Okay. I'm just—it's fun getting to know some of these names. Uh, I think McBean All Stars is in Discord. I know Nex is in chat quite a bit. If you're out there and in one of our leagues, do reach out to us. You can see which one of us is in your league. We love talking to you guys. I know Warsaw Riders is sitting in sixth right now, and all over Discord. Um, Just—it's fun to get to know some of these names as they come through the through the pro rail leagues and then seeing them in social media, talking to us. Um, this is all about community. I love the pro rail leagues for that. I'm looking forward to some switch up next year and seeing some new faces and new names and pushing some of these good players up a league, because that's going to be a lot of fun to see too. But yeah, the, I love having these leagues and just seeing what's out there and getting to know some new names and just lots of crazy turnover. Okay, so I have my notes here for the Pro Rail League. Perfect, perfect timing, everyone. Uh, so for the the Experts League, that's that was the top five. I had said that it was going to be the bottom five. We're going to get relegated down. Uh, for the oh, veter- thank God. For the Veterans <laughs> League uh, is what I was calling it at, at the time. Um, so for our second league there, uh, for our, our Veterans League, it's the third league I changed the name for it was going to be the top five promoted of course and then the bottom 10 relegated uh and then for the fantasy what i called at the time fantasy newcomers which we changed to developmental which needs to change again i was thinking of calling it maybe the challengers league next year i will definitely be taking suggestions for for name i kind of like we have champions Ooh. i don't know if we want to have another c but uh, definitely will be taking suggestions call for it, names next Reed, year call it the pro rel open because there are some heavy hitters in here well, you know, I, I don't know if I want to call it the Pro Rail Open because I'm considering having a fourth tier next year because we've had a lot of of fun in our waiting list league as well. So I'm considering even having having a maybe that would be the open. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens next year with with that. Uh, and at the time, I said that it was going to be 
uh, the top 10 promoted from from our newcomers league. I may have changed that. I'm going I'll go back through our notes. It might have I might have done 15 and 15 for for the switch there. I had I had some conversations and I and I can't find the most recent notes right now. Sorry about that. I had planned to get that all sorted out near closer to the end of the season. And, and Ashley put me on the spot, but no, I need to get well, that. I, I just relayed the message. No, 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 no. That's that's perfect, and and I I need to. I'll just double check. But that was that was just what I was thinking at the beginning. Uh, tens and fives. It may have changed to fifteen just to really help shuffle people in because I know that was one concern that we had is we really wanted people to feel like they weren't stuck in their leagues. Um, and so, but but it was like five or seven for for the tops to help people get up there. Um, but no, we, we did have the development. So the development league, or sorry, not the development, the, the waiting list league was just sort of the overflow because everyone who was a Patreon member had first dibs and then we opened it up on Discord and then we opened it up to the public and pretty much by that point there was like one spot left. So that's what that was. And then everybody else who was on Patreon or whatever, uh, the link was still there, but I changed it and it went to this, this waiting list league. And so the plan is that at the end of the season, I'll be contacting everyone to see who is still interested in coming back for 2023. And then we'll do the pro relegation and see where everybody is at that point. And the open spots will again first be offered to those who are Patreon members. And then after that, we'll then go through the Discord and then go to... And when I say the Discord, it, I'm going to advertise it on the Discord first. And so before I just post it on Twitter for everyone to hear, I'll post it in our main Discord chat so that anyone who's there will have the opportunity to... To join, but it, the, those who are Patreon supporters will have the first dibs of, of being participants in in the Pro Rail League uh, again this year. The goal, though, is that those of you who are on the waiting list, that's who I'm going to go to first. So if you're on the waiting list and a Patreon member, I'm going to check with you first. If you're on the waiting list, I'll check with you, and then we'll just kind of see who's there. So it's that's why I'm considering having a fourth just a fourth tier because we have had a lot of people in the waiting list. I thought that the waiting list might be just I don't know, 10, 12 people, but it's, it's like a whole nother league in, in and of itself. So um, our our waiting, actually, I, don't, I never mentioned it. I probably should start re- mentioning it. The, the Pro Rel, Rel, it's 22 people in the, the Pro Rel waiting list league. So that's that's like another league in and of itself right there. So uh, pretty good. And and leading <laughs> leading the Pro Rel wait list is Wawa Weewa. So, so there we go. Sixteen zero and three, so right there. So lots some some good stuff. I like uh, I like MLS Next Pro, but it's got to be MLS FB Next Pro. Ooh, I kind I like that. I like that uh-huh. too. I like that. We'll we'll get it figured out. I mean, this is this is a whole new thing. It, it's still a work in progress. There there may be some adjustment to it even after the season of promotion and relegation, just because we we I don't want you all to feel like you're just stuck, and I want there to be shift i mean if we have a fourth tier maybe like half half of everybody switches in and out it could be i mean it's it's just supposed to be fun i don't want it to be too extreme yeah. but that's the goal it's it's an evolving project so i'll definitely be taking feedback on this later all right back on track uh let's talk about actually the round so uh we're gonna be round 20 round 20 yes round 20 starts on friday july 29th uh, at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that is LAFC versus Seattle, uh, a much more reasonable hour for those of you on the West Coast. Uh, that, but that is uh, LAFC versus Seattle, July 29th. Not really, it's still eight. I mean, it's I'm not going to watch soccer at 8 p.m. It's still, but you're gonna. I am. 
but mm. you're gonna. Yeah, that's so everything starts on Friday, and then we have a whole bunch of games on Saturday and one game on Sunday. So a fairly standard week right there, pretty standard right there. Uh, we do have teams who are on a bye this round. That's been kind of unusual this year. We haven't had many bye weeks. Uh, but Colorado and New York Red Bulls are both on a bye, and so if you're looking for switcheroo targets... Or, or players to activate your switcheroo, those are going to be the perfect players to pick because they will not play guaranteed. Uh, otherwise, nobody's on a double game week, and uh, we're going to start talking about some of our, our injuries and returns. Blaine, you want to cover that for us? Yeah. Um, Brioni, um, the Revolution's replacement for Buxa, got his first minutes. Um, Bernadeschi and Insigne for uh, Toronto both started. Um, both had significant contributions. I know Insigne only went 45 minutes. They both but... only went 45 minutes. Okay. But, yeah, still, significant contributions in 45 minutes. That's a huge deal to start their MLS careers. Normally we say midseason acquisitions. Midseason starts are always, always a wild card. But if – if the first game's anything to go on, those two guys are going to be great. Um, got a few suspensions here. Uh, Fuchs for um, Charlotte picked up a red card. Kellen Rowe for Seattle also did. Um, Wheel and Lovitz for Nashville are both going to be out on yellow card accumulation. Jose Martinez is out with accumulation for Philly. This is his third yellow accumulation suspension of the season. Um, Kellen Acosta uh Valesco for Dallas and then a big one is Pablo Ruiz for RSL are also all out with yellow accumulations um in as far as injuries go Yazwiak for uh Charlotte is out with an ankle injury uh, Mark Anthony K just got back or got to Toronto started his first two games um left the field late and they didn't sub for him, but he was out. Um, Corey Burke for Philly is on the concussion list, which means their strikers are probably more set in stone. Uh, Amaria for Minnesota is listed here. Christian, do you have any more updates on him? Not at all. Sorry. Okay. And then um, Melia and Hernandez for SKC have both missed games now with injuries. Uh, let's see. We got some more. Uh, Godinho for Vancouver was out. Ariola for Dallas also is listed here. And then what do we got? We've got Gutierrez and Pineda for Chicago both listed on here. So we, we've liked Chicago's defense at times this season, but that's two guys out of their, out of their core that are gone right now. And then Double game week information. We don't have any official double game weeks, but Vancouver and Toronto are playing the Canadian Championship on Tuesday. And then Orlando, Kansas City, and Red Bulls will be playing U.S. Open Cup on Wednesday this week. So watch those lineups. I'm guessing most of these are going to be first-team guys, so you may see some weekend rotation in MLS. There we go. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, 
For those of you who are interested in keeping as up to date as possible with injury reports, I've seen a couple of like email notices from from MLS this year, which is, has impressed me about that. But for the better source, in my biased opinion, is you can head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord and check out the Mega Reference, which is what we reference every time we are here. It's over in our Fantasy Tools section, pinned and frequently mentioned in our main chat. Uh, but check out the Mega Reference there. The easiest way to find the Discord is to go to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. There's a link right there. It's easy. It's free. It's fun. We have a huge and growing community of just players who love to talk about MLS Fantasy, provide tips from MLS Fantasy, and just general soccer chat. And this includes some of the best players in the game and people who represent MLS directly. So your thoughts, your opinions are being heard, and people are very open to sharing and helping you improve your game. So yeah, head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. But now, let's move on to what I know so many of you are here for, and that is talking about our early player targets for round 20. All right, let's talk about our player picks for round 20, starting with uh, keepers and defenders. We've had some overlap here. Uh, a lot of us really like Blake. He seems to be, except for Christian, sort of the con general consensus. If you're going to be doing uh, a keeperoo, going with that. Uh, a lot of us also like Selena on, on the first end of a keeperoo, uh, as far as defenders go. We're kind of all over the place. Uh, uh, Philadelphia is, is definitely a standout from a lot of us there. But uh, after that, it, it really kind of kind of jumps around. So, Ashley, what are your general thoughts? Yeah, I, uh, I'm right now I'm considering a Slonia to Blake Kiparu, Um just just to see how that plays out. Um, I love Kai Wagner. I can't, there's not a lot of matchups coming up where I won't pick him up. Um, I like him this week. I like Walker Zimmerman this week. Um, with Love It's Out, I, I'm not super sure, but I, I think I still still like him. Reed, help me with the name. Chicago guy that keeps scoring goals. How do you say it? Too many too many vowels next to each other. You, you Sorry, consonants. To help you she with, with, with Thank you. like that? Yeah, I like that you knew what I was saying as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I said consonants. Uh, I like Shehas from Chicago also um, getting goals. I know, I just like it when you say them. Oh, thanks. They're, they they sound less. I, think. I feel like I sound dumb and you just sound funny. <laughs> um, uh, I like I like him from Chicago. I, I, it's hard for me to bet against that Atlanta midfield and attack because they are good, but they're not playing well. So um, I don't want to go too heavy on Chicago because I feel like that's a little bit of a trap. Like Blaine said, with two of the defenders out, but um, I like him more for the offensive potential. Um, and then. I'm probably going to have as my bench defender an LAFC defender um, just to see how that plays out. I know Seattle scored two goals and one was down a man, but that goal down a man was a penalty kick. Um, I don't love Seattle's offense lately, especially as they try to continue the experiment to see who is going to play in the middle with Rustak. Um, when Christian Roldan is in the middle, it gives a lot less of an offensive power. I don't know if Rui Diaz is going to start, and if he does, I don't know if he's going to have an impact. Um, I, I hate to bet against my own team, and Seattle does historically go to LAFC and do okay, like do pretty well. Um, but it's the first game of the week, so I think it's kind of worth a bench shout. Um, but I am also keen to see how 
uh, Columbus defense and then also Minnesota's defense d- does. So I'm, I'm paying attention to those lineups and might slot some of those defenders in. Uh, so for me, I had a Christian made fun of me when he looked at, at the rundown because he was I like... I thought that was Christian. I was no, like, oh, no, no. No, he was like, you have a lot of thoughts about... You have a lot of notes about about defenders and keepers this week. I have I have no I like anything. It. I was like, I had a lot of thoughts about keepers and defenders this week. And he was like, I can I can tell. So in general, these are my, my thoughts and some people I'm looking at for keepers and defenders. Uh, I was originally looking at a Selena Blake keeperoo, but I decided I didn't like spending close to $20 million on a keeperoo. And so I just threw away... I keep a room and just been like Blake. I'm just gonna go with Blake. Uh, I like I like that matchup, Philly Houston, and I feel like there's so little variance between the keepers. I'm not really concerned about that because I'm using that money to get a better midfield, and I and I think that's just a better bang for your buck there. So I think you're totally fine to go with with a single keeper this round, and there are a couple of good of good options. I think. Otherwise, in that, I'm worried about Ladero and what he can do on the road. My note actually says I fear Ladero with LAFC versus Seattle. Um, LAFC's got got a good good defense, but I mean Ladero does Ladero things, especially here in Ruby. Could be back this week from Ashley. There's there's some options there, uh, but but I just feel like there's that chance that I don't know if I want to go in for that LAFC defense. Uh, so I don't have any of those players. Uh, not high on Atlanta, so therefore I like Chicago. As we mentioned earlier, free fall, just like dumpster fire there. So that makes me like Chicago. And I would have, had I actually answered your question, Ashley, I would have said like uh, she hosts, she hosts, something like that is what I would have said. Maybe she hosts, because um, I have not watched a Chicago game this year. No. So I've, I've not heard someone pronounce that name. Uh, but honestly, when does that stop me from mispronouncing it? Uh, but no, but I like his, I like his production. So, so that's who I'm targeting there. Uh, equally, like I said, not high on the on the Houston attack. Every now and then something happens, but I like the Philly defense, so that's why I'm willing to double up on one of their defenders. Take your pick on whoever you like for your budget right there, plus plus Blake for me. Um, Nashville's not been 100% at the back, and Vancouver does have some offensive potential that, that we have seen. And so, like I've seen other, other options from the Nashville back line, and, and I'm not confident there so i don't have anybody from nashville but i totally get the, those options but that's where my mind is the new look toronto i think has a good shot on the road to score against new england uh equally being scored on but but i wouldn't just throw in the past we were just like bet against toronto i'm not really just betting against toronto automatically because i think they've got a bit of an offensive bite to them that's uh, untested but but still potentially there already mentioned not a fan of sporting kansas city uh, especially at home versus an, an Austin team that can score. This, this is a good group, so I definitely could see some some options there. So not liking the Sporting Kansas City defense uh, in in the slightest. Uh, and then I have a like a question mark on my on my team. Uh, so back to the Sporting Kansas City something. I have Garbelson as as an option there because I'm also not big on Sporting Kansas City's offense. So I think that could be a road clean sheet for for Austin. Uh, for for Dallas and and LA Galaxy, another my final thought for for this. So Dallas has had two clean sheets over their last three games, and I'm not a huge fan of the LA Galaxy attack. That that whole team is just sort of in chaos. I heard a great comment on the last extra time I listened to where they were like, "Has Vandy realized like he's not wearing the scarf anymore and the wins aren't? So bring the scarf to LA." I think there could be something there. I'm just saying, but I'm a scarf guy. Uh, but anyway, I'm not a huge fan of their attack. I'm not a huge fan of Dallas's attack 
either. So maybe this could end up being like a 0-0 type game. Uh, but and we had that good LA shot last week for for the clean sheet. But uh, but I'm looking at maybe a Dallas player as well. That's a team I'm considering at this time. So those are the the long form thoughts of Reed about keepers and defenders for this round. Blaine. Yeah, Reed, you have so such detailed notes on this, and I'm like, this is a two team week for me. Um, now it, it's not exactly two team because you've got to have a little bit of variance, but I see two teams here that I am like 100% committed on, and that's uh, Chicago and Philly. And I think you could fill your entire back line with Chicago and Philly and be happy and feel pretty safe doing it. Wagner is insane this year. Uh, I think he's kind of a set-and-forget type of guy that's going to be in there. And Chihas, which I would have pronounced Zichos the first time, so thank you for that. Uh, he's got three goals in his last four games with two clean sheets. Lowest score in that window is an eight. Like when he's in that run of form and Chicago's defense is playing as good as it does, it's kind of hard to ignore that. Three goals in four games is insane for a defender. I don't expect him to keep that up forever, but who knows? I mean, they're getting set pieces. They're playing well. It, it is what it is. So I think he and Wagner are both kind of auto includes. Um, I can't double up on Chicago knowing Atlanta has uh, Martinez and Almeida. Almada, and Moreno's there. Cisneros is there. There's there's too many names in Atlanta that I can't double up on Chicago. So I'm going with Cray Poe on the front end of the keeper route of Blake. I feel like first game there, Seattle has had a few issues. I've got the money to do it. If Cray Poe hits, great. If he doesn't hit, I want Blake anyway. Blake is my primary pick this week. So I'm not out anything. And then just because – and I'm, I'm torn on this last one, and I want to triple up on Philly. There's a good chance I do if I don't take a guy anywhere else. I mean, Elliot's putting up solid numbers on his own with a good clean sheet shout. But I do like Mensa this week. Uh, Charlotte's missing a couple of guys. They haven't been putting it together. Columbus is playing better with Zella back. Um, holding possession is a great way to take uh, pressure off the defense. Mensa has been playing well. I don't think there's a ton of bonus points, but I think there's some clean sheet potential there. So I do like Columbus, but Mensa's probably going to become a third Philly guy and definitely see what happens. If LA keeps the clean sheet in that first game and I dump Blake, I'm definitely going to be willing to double up on Philly. Tripling up on defense is always a tough ask for me. One goal and you drop 15 points right there. That's just that's too hard for me to do. So that third spot's kind of up in the air for my defenders. But I really think you can go Philly, Chicago, and then splash in LAFC on the front end of a switcheroo or go with Columbus, who I think has probably the next best clean sheet shot of the weekend. And that's the extent of what I'm looking at defensively. I think everybody else is primed to concede a goal or two throughout the weekend. I just I don't see it anywhere else. I don't see the bonus points that can compete with the guys I've listed. So I think this is really kind of a two-team weekend with maybe two other teams possibly getting in there just to give you a little bit of diversity. Christian. Well, that's not going to scare me away from my triple Philly uh, <laughs> defense. Um, 
And I'm running a, I'd just like to preface this by saying I'm running an auto rue this week because I'm not going to be around on Saturday um, to watch lineups. But um, I think like the sun would have to go supernova in order for um, Jim Curtin to change his lineup. So I'm pretty sure Wagner, Glasnass, and Elliott will be playing on Saturday. Um, so that's who I've got for my three uh, defenders. Um, I'm putting Nathan in there, too, as a fallback just for kicks. I Just because. And don't ask me why. It's stupid, but just because. But anyway, keepers. That's why I'm not going Blake on the front end of a uh, keeper because uh, I would rather have the um, – my points maximized by those defenders. Uh, and like Blaine said, I don't really cl- trust anybody else with a clean sheet or even rotation. Um, so therefore my keeper is gonna, I'm gonna put St. Clair on the bench uh, and with uh, Jordy Petrovich as a fallback. Um, Petrovich is a fallback for fun. I'm not, expecting a clean sheet against uh, the newly crafted, recrafted, resurrected attack of Toronto, uh, uh, recently purchased rather, sorry, uh, attack of Toronto. (laughs) Um, But you know what, Petrovic, this is kind of an oh damn, he's, he is the real deal. If you ever get a chance to watch Petrovic play, watch him play, you'll like it. Um, So, uh, St. Clair, I really do think that Minnesota is going to beat Portland, even if Reynosa sits. Um, so, um, and and you ask me why, and the reason is because, you know, we don't play on AstroTurf. All right, that's it. That Teaver's a defender. <laughs> there we go. I like it. I like dropping. That's like a mic drop. I love yeah. it so much right there. All right, let's move on to midfielders. Our majority here, this is probably your chalk. For, for the week, uh, Zella, Shakiri, Darusi, and Mukhtar are what we have. Uh, Blaine, who else are you looking at? Yeah, midfielders this week was fun. I actually don't have Mukhtar. I just, he's been a little streaky, and that injury kind of scares me a little bit. The groin injury that they held him out, and the coach said it was precautionary and that he should be ready for the next game. But. Groin. Growing tightness. Correct. He did not say injury. I said injury, and that's my bad. Yeah. I just, it always makes me nervous when a guy like that misses a game. It's hard to go back to him. I think Vancouver's (laughs) a little bit on the upswing. Gressel's there now. I don't think that really helps the defense too much. Uh, Vancouver's just one of those teams. If Kubas and Gauld are playing, then it's a whole lot harder to bet against them like I used to. So I don't – I'm not in that consensus on that one. Um, other than that, I was looking at some pretty common names. I think a lot of people are going to have Zella. A lot of people are going to have Heal. Toronto's been a team we haven't liked defensively. I don't care what their attack is doing. Yes, possession prevents some defensive pressure, but it's still Heal against a bad defense this year. I think you have to take that one. I am looking at Driussi right now, but I think that one's going to be lineup dependent when they play Kansas City. 
it may go to Fagundes, who lines up better against either on that wing against either Zussi or Pierre. It really just kind of depends on how I feel at that point. Um, I'm going to start Shakiri. I Atlanta's been so up in the air. No Lennon still. Their defense is not what it was. I think they. I think Atlanta's dangerous on the offensive side. Defensive wise, I just can't. I can't justify not betting against them with the way they've been giving up goals. Atlanta's then, dangerous in the past. Yeah. And then I have I have Lucho coming back. He's off his suspension. This is his first week back. He's he's MVP he having an MVP calendar or caliber season. It's hard not to look back at him. And Miami is one of those teams we've bet against regularly throughout the season they started two backup center backs this last week so i i'm kind of curious what miami's gonna look like but i don't think that's enough to sway me from lucho at least as a bench play at the very least which is where i have him right now but i think lucho has got to be in over some other names that may or may not make the cut i know some people are talking about some different ones in chat so i'll save those and see if anybody else has them but yeah, I think those are my five with Dreyusi being my lightest on those. So Heel, Shaq, Zella, Lucho, and then Dreyusi's kind of potentially up in the air, but I don't know who I'd go to at the moment. Ashley. Yeah, I'm pretty straightforward this week. I like Zella. I like Heel. I do like Dreyusi. I'm paying attention to Mukhtar if he's healthy. Um, and then I'm going kind of back and forth for that fifth spot between Jordi Mihalovic, Shakiri, and Lucho. Um, those games aren't super close together, so I, I'll have to pull the trigger and decide because Chicago's much earlier than the rest. Um, you know, Mihal only put up a three. He's coming back from injury. Um, I don't think he's fit, but I like that matchup. Um, I'm always nervous to put too many eggs in the Chicago basket because it just hasn't paid off for me yet this season, um, especially Shakiri. I don't think he's ever been great on any of the weeks I've decided to pick him up. Um, and then Lucho, same thing. He was in great form before his suspension, um, but he's been out for three games now. So I anticipate a little bit of rustiness, um, even though they are playing at Miami, which I think is a good matchup for him. Um, but I always get a little nervous when players have been out like he has. And just, you know, yeah, he was crushing it before he was out. But he's been out for three weeks. So, um, you know, I don't I don't know how much that favors him, even though, like I said, I like the like the lineup. So those are those are who I'm looking at. Um, I oh, I didn't even weigh in on this earlier. I always hesitate to bet against SKC at SKC. Um, but I think that Drewsy's winning the Golden Boot race right now. Um, I know Tommy's will be in the middle somewhere near him. But um, I still think, and he's also goal dependent. I know Ranch always gets on me for like plugging Drewsy because he's always like, doesn't get bonus points. He doesn't. Um, but he's scoring goals and he's getting assists. And I do think if Sporting put out a similar looking team, unless some people miraculously get hurt or come in, um, I think that that's a decent road matchup. But he's definitely the midfielder I'm least confident in, I should say. Um, so take that for what you will. 
All right, Christian. In the last five, uh, you know, two minutes, I've changed all my midfielder picks. All right, so uh, Zellerion is pretty much a lock. Uh, Mukhtar will be in my team from here to the end of this season. Don't care what anybody says about that. That um, I put Lucho in just for the hell of it because I think Miami's defense isn't that good. And he's okay away. I don't know. Maybe Reed will talk me out of it. Um, uh, I had – no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say it because Reed's got it down. All right. Um, I mean, if you want to go into it for why you – I had it to mention it, but if you want to go into some of the, the logic, go ahead. Well, I had Espinosa in there because I do like that matchup. Um, RSL tends to be a little bit weird away. Um, they're still a solid team. I mean, they're they're all right, but I have a feeling that they um, – I, I just have a gut feeling about that game. I think I – think, uh, uh, San Jose is going to play really that game really well at home, and and uh, I think San Jose is pretty much on the table this week if you want to go differential. Um, but anyway, uh, I have Reynoso on the bench, and he's only on the bench because of the auto rule. Okay, um, he's on my bench if he plays. Um, he's really early, so he'll probably stay on the bench. Um, if not, I'll probably flip over to Jordy uh, uh, Mihailovic. I still trust him. He's quality no matter what. Uh, he this this wasn't his first game back last week. This was his second game start. back. Oh, my bad. Uh, it was his first start. He played thirty minutes the week prior. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, I think it was. Wasn't a very good matchup. I'm not sure I like this matchup either against New York City. Um. So you know, I I'm on the fence about Jordy. I'm all I'm on the fence about Heel. Ah, I feel like it'd be stupid not to take Carlos Heel against Toronto. That's what I feel like. It's my gut's telling me. But I also think that books a really nerfed him um buksa leaving he's he's not the same he's not the same without buksa um and who knows what freon is going to do and bo you know i i I just don't know i'm like confused for the first time ever about carlos heel um but anyway uh i think that's everybody i got on my list isn't it yep Yep. So I got a lot of the same ones. Uh, I mean, I, I like I like Shakir because I don't like Atlanta. I like Zella because they're they had that little hiccup last week when a lot of us were hoping for more from them. But but this week they're on the road. But to Charlotte, who got dumped on by Toronto last week with a lot of these new guys coming in. So that's just like, hey, that's a team I want to bet against on the road against a quality Columbus. I mean, they've got great mid grade attack. I think there's some good opportunities right there. Uh, maybe this is a blood in the water thing, or maybe this is just just bandwagon. But I'm gonna go with the blood in the water. Uh, Jerusi, we've talked about Mukhtar. We've we've hit on. I have Acosta on my team, so I'm not gonna talk you out of it. Uh, Cincinnati has done 
respectable on the road. Uh, I mean, they, they've done well on the road. Lucho's been out for a couple weeks. I mean, he just he just couldn't play in a game. It's not like they were like, Lucho, you can't play soccer. So, I mean, the guy's still training. The guy's still doing stuff. So, I don't expect drop-off. And he's going to want to come out there and, and do didn't something. He, uh, didn't he haul last time he came back from a suspension he doesn't, like this? He doesn't like not playing. So, right. like, and it's yeah, a, right. and, and a lot of it is I don't like Miami. They they've been a team we've all been against often through, throughout this this year, and and I think that's that's a nice way to come back. Like on the road, Miami. Yeah, let's go and, and do something. So I think there's some good options there. You you've got a lot of of other options too. We've seen some mention. You guys have touched a lot of them. Gaz Dog's another one I toyed with. He's just not consistent. He's put up like three good weeks of numbers, but I'm like, is it really? And and I, I kind of love Christian's idea of those three Philly at the back. That really shaves a lot of money off of what you're having on the back line. If you're just like three people set and forget it and put all your money up front. That that could be an awesome five forward or five midfielders, two super striker sort of option right there. Um, but uh, when it comes down to heel, this is where I've landed. And I do not have him at this time. I could very well add him in. But uh, I agree with some of what you were saying, Christian, about not having Buxa is it's a different look. But also Toronto is now more dangerous, and you have to respect that as well. And so Toronto not having to always play on the back foot, getting getting just attacked, they have a release now where that's going to help. With I know we didn't say like don't pick up Michael Bradley, he's not going to get a fifteen again. But that's definitely a confidence booster for him coming in with with that position to want to break up what's going to be going on in midfield, and and he's going to be a target for that. So I I think that that Toronto game is going to be harder than maybe some people expect. Could still do great. It's heel at home. He's still got Bo. There's still some some people who are there. So I'm not saying like he's going to put up a three or do nothing, but. But I don't know if this is like, oh, I have to have heel automatically throw in. I think some of these other guys have equally valid reasons for why I would just throw them in automatically. And with heel, I'm like, I find myself hesitant a little bit because I'm like, wait, Toronto's changing? I'm not going to say change, but they're changing. And I think it's something you need to weigh before you're like, yeah, heel, let's drop them in and let's go. So that's why I am not with, with heel at this time. Reed, I think I think you make a great point. It didn't show up in the injury report, so I don't know what's up. But Josie started the last game for New England and not Bo. Bo right? didn't play. Yeah, Bo didn't play. Yeah, that's the thing. And Vrioni came in at halftime for Josie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've got to really take a moment and consider Heels a striker partner up mm-hmm. there. If Vrioni starts, I feel a little bit better about Heel. If Josie starts, I may be tempted to dump heel for Mukhtar. Gauld, if he starts, depending on what Nashville looks like, if Mukhtar goes. I mean, there's some options there. Who knows? I may go over to one of the Toronto midfielders as well. It's There's a lot of options there. I think heel is coming down a little bit. I think the four is largely because he started with Josie last week. He didn't, and then Brioni's coming in for his first minutes. He didn't have a mls ready striker out there with him that we can rely on to score goals new guys never score goals right away and the ones that do are very rare we've got one this year who scored quite a bit to start his campaign but 
normally you don't see new guys come in and just light it up like that. So Vrioni's one of those guys that I'm a little hesitant on because of that. So that that knocks heel for me. It's and like like I've always like I say regularly when you've got a confident offense out there that can hold the ball up. We've seen it with FC Cincinnati. We're seeing it a little bit with Toronto. We've seen it with other teams like Chicago from years past. They've had a good defense, but when you're just getting shelled, you're going to give up goals. You're going to give up points. When you put a confident offense out there, you're going to take the ball away from your opponents. And that's the one thing I worry about with Toronto is if they can hold the ball up, if these guys can string together some possession and keep the ball off of heel's foot, his points just start to diminish quickly the less he has the ball. So I worry about that, but I think the lack of a striker partner for him is really the limiting factor on this one. And if you're on the fence with him, uh, watch who their striker is, and if it's not Bo, probably look at pivoting. Well, well speaking... and Dylan Barrero did not play either. No. You know, so... It says you know, that Boateng Barrero is, and Gustavo Bo missed out due to injury. That's the only notes that the Revolution have on that. Maybe yeah, they're, they're not very verbose about their their yeah. injury reporting. And our, mm-hmm. our notes for chat from Black and Red, he'll typically hits his best ceilings with Bo in the past, uh, though either to be fair. Uh, but let's talk about strikers since that's starting to come up now. And, and who are you all looking at strikers? Really the only majority that we've had is uh is Chucho, who I will say, Blaine, new player who's come into the league in four I, games. Goal, brace, goal against weaker teams, stronger team. He got he got nothing with his first ninety, but goal, brace, goal. So we'll no, get I, to you. You're last. We'll get to you, Christian. You're first. Um, you know, I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, act like a congressman and say, um, Shakiri, watch out for Shakiri because uh. Mueller will Mueller has nerfed Shakiri. Like Mueller just watch out with Shakiri. Okay. Uh let me scroll down here. Who did I pick? <laughs> um Okay, so uh all right. These are all punts. I admit it freely. Arango and Bo are both on my bench. Obviously, if Bo doesn't play, it'll be someone else. Uh, I've got uh, Taxi Fountas uh, starting. I'm probably going to stick Cucho in there somewhere. I don't know. I, I'm really clueless this week. Don't listen to me. Done. Great pitch. Yeah, I'm a salesman. All right. Well, Ashley, who do you have? Uh I also just want to asterisk that I did not weigh in on the heel conversation. So when Tyler yells at all of us later, I didn't contribute and he can't yell at me. Uh, sure he can. <laughs> nope. I also like Chicho, uh, Arango. I, I, he just is, he's consistently scoring goals. Seattle defense has been leaky. It's a home game. I, I just, I, I think that it's a, it's an easy pick for me this week. It is the first game, but still, um, and then right now, what I have is Jesus Ferreira and then Cucho Hernandez. I know he didn't score this last week. That doesn't really scare me off him. Um, I know sometimes when a striker gets hot and then you pick him up and he doesn't score the week you have him, um, the instinct is to fade. But I still still do think that I like him, especially with Zella. Um, 
But I'm also considering, again, contradicting my own don't pick up the new guys speech, which is I'm considering insignia. Um, <clears throat> I think that it's a different beast to go down to turf and go down to New England and play there. Um, so I, I'm hesitant there. I'm kind of going to just wait wait to see. Um, and But I don't know. I like the point production that he had in just 45 minutes, but... Um, I think New England away is a little different than a beat up Charlotte at home. So, uh, so for me, uh, right now I have um, Cucho for the reasons I mentioned at the very beginning here, and uh, I also have Vasquez on on my bench, kind of for why I was also looking at at Lucho is he did still score while Lucho was gone, and he they're also going up against that Miami team, and so I think that's that's potentially a good shout. Shaky. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to have have him there at the end, but this first draft, I'm like, yeah, I, I like Cincinnati's chances for, for some goals against Miami, so I have him on there. And I have a scrub right now, and depending on what I end up doing, I, I may see if I can get something with the forward, but right now I just have uh, my forward spot as one of my scrub spots. And now, Blaine. Yeah. I did say we had one obvious, or we had one exception to this, newcomers. And uh, Kucherov had his chances with Zella this last week. We all captained Zella for a reason. And Kucherov, they they looked dangerous. They just didn't connect. Um, I think going to Charlotte, a road game's never what you want for a striker, but Charlotte's been so bad and given up so many goals. I think you can go back to Kucherov as a bench play. Um, I've got Arango on the bench as well for that opening game. It's really hard for me to turn down a striker in that type of form, scoring that many goals in the first game. You throw them on the bench, it's an easy play. And if they don't hit, you pivot to whoever you've got out there, which right now I have Taxi in my lineup. Orlando hasn't been playing well lately. Defensively, they've been giving up a lot. Um, they've had some injuries, so I am worried about that. Uh, Moutinho got the start this week. Antonio Carlos has been on the bench and subbed in quite a bit recently. I think there's a little bit of rotation on that defense, and I always worry with that last game that I won't have a pivot. If if Orlando comes out with a full-strength defense, if you've got AC out there with Moutinho and their two normal wingbacks, I start to worry a little bit more about taxi. Um Chat, um, Fizz has actually been kind of talking about one of those names that came on my radar this last week. And at $5 million, that's Kinkanovich for San Jose. Been putting up some solid numbers, got some goals recently. I mean, $5 million is not a guy who's going to float to the top of your list when you're scrolling very often. But the numbers are good. We've liked Bobasi off and on this year. But Kinkanovich seems to have better numbers recently, which is a weird flyer to take. But if you've got your other guys that haven't hit and you want to try something different, I think it's matchup dependent or lineup dependent with what RSL throws out there too. But I know some guys were giving Fizz a hard time for bringing that name up, so I'm just going to throw it out here on the podcast Thanks, and really blow that one right wide open because appreciate think- that you just nerfed my my draft. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I just I just think we've got to give the guy the guy his credit too. I mean, he's been playing well. He's not getting talked about in many MLS circles, but he's quietly having a solid run this year, and he deserves a shout out. Um, I like grabbing those guys at least once for fantasy, just because I can. 
and it helps me remember them. If, especially if they hit, it helps you remember them for future seasons when they become a bigger name. Better back so, in touch. Kinkanovich is that random shout out for the week. We can go back in touch one more time on Kucho before we move on. First game away at Chicago, weaker defense, one goal. Second game away at DC, weaker defense, brace. Hell is real derby, home Cincinnati, goal. Home to New England, nothing. That was a harder defense that, that they faced. But those last two games, five shots in both games. Three shots against DC, two shots against Chicago when he only played for 28 minutes. I mean, that's a lot of point production. That's done well on the road. Chicago or Charlotte gave up four goals to the new Toronto last week. So if he's going to be shooting and he's had decent production on the road before, I don't think how we can think that dismissing him from that is just automatically because I mean that production that's like Tati level stuff that we're looking at like five six seven shots in a game like that's the kind of thing we want to see from a striker who's not giving us key passes uh so that's you made good points about him I'll just end with that as well about about Kucho I think he's chalk we'll see him in a lot of teams so this is an argument for something that's probably a moot point but yeah. Well, I just put him in my team. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Yeah. There we go. So one point coming um, in right now. Red card off in five minutes. That's what's going to happen. Chat, chat brings up another name here at the tail end that he's on my draft team. He's a guy I've held for a couple of weeks now, but Bear for New York City. Montreal's been a team that's given up some goals lately. Bear has oh. scored when he plays. I mean, he has. I think he's got five goals in six games. Yeah, but it's up in Montreal. They're going to adjust formationally without Tati. Are they, though? Because Hebert's yeah, yeah. just slotted right in for him and done well. That's why I... I'm... He's subbed in for him. They change formation a little bit. They have. Especially because yeah. he comes in as a sub, so they sub out other midfielder. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit of a shift, but... Yeah. I think he's got four goals in five starts, and he's got, like, five goals or six goals in seven appearances on the year. Like, like significant appearances, not coming in for two or three minutes. Like, he's he's scoring goals at an incredibly high rate, and this is one of the best offensive teams in the league. I think Chat's right to point him out, and I, don't, I think we'd be doing a disservice to the community if we didn't throw his name out there against what has been a weaker Montreal team. But we're starting yeah, to run long. Oh. Let's say we're starting to run long, so let's just move on to our captain picks and then wrap this thing up. Blaine, who are you looking at? Honestly, I'm looking at Shakiri with the way Atlanta has been playing and the way they've been giving up goals. Um, I, I don't know. I, some of the other names I like the other two I have are road players and I know they're going to come up at other people's lists. Um, I tend to like to stick with the home guys. And I think Shakiri's the best home midfielder this week. All right, Ashley. Yeah. I'm considering Chicho Arango. I hate to captain in the first game of the week. It's a different day of the week. Um, but I am considering him, even though it's against my own team. Um, other than that, if I see during the week that he's training and healthy, I like Mukhtar. Christian. Um, <clears throat> Shaq is not the best home midfielder this week. It is Hani Mukhtar. Thank you very much. End of story. If he's healthy. If he plays. That's my concern. Oh, yeah. If he plays. <laughs> no, he's, he's better if he sits. I love him on the bench. I Obviously, the bench. if he plays. He's not in the 11 armband. Okay, so like I would say Reynoso then. I would not pick Shakiri. 
Sorry. Okay, make sure. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, Zella right now just because I. I think that's good. Yeah, I like him as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't rate don't rate Charlotte. So that's that's what that is. So yeah, some nice some nice uh, diversity right there. We'll see what happens as the week goes on. Skyler will have up his stuff as well. So we'll see where people start consensusing right there. But let's wrap things up with our plugs, Christian. The MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. Thank you. And there we go. Blaine. Uh, nothing for me this week. Ashley. Trying to think of something. I couldn't. I have nothing. It's fair. I know. It's fair. Sorry. The lake. Okay, on time. I'm very sunstroked. Uh, there we go. It's in lake. That's what she's plugging right now. Uh, for me, MLSFantasyBoss.com. Check out the articles that we have. Skylar's Differentials. Very popular this year. Please do check that out. And as uh, Christian said, uh, the Discord, MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. The easiest way to do there. Fantastic community. Please do stop by and say hello. It's it's just, just great. Uh, love seeing that grow. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, we appreciate everyone joining us. Don't forget to have your lineup set before everything starts this week. And as always, good luck. Mm-hmm.